Welcome to Meta Spiritual, the Conscious Web3 podcast, exploring the metaphysical, the mystical, and the metaverse. I'm Tori Madison, your host, and together we'll embark on a voyage into the interconnectedness of the human soul and the digital universe. We'll explore how artificial intelligence and virtual worlds are opening portals to new dimensions of self-discovery, interconnectivity, and collective evolution. How will the future of technology impact humanity and our mental health? Listen to find out. Hi everyone, today I have Sheila Darcy on the call, and Sheila is an artist, author, and innovator standing at the intersection of art, tech, and wellness. Welcome, Sheila. Thank you so much, Tori. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, it's so great to speak with you. And I'd love to start a conversation off by just setting some intentions, desires, boundaries, and any fears that may arise as we're having this conversation. And I love this practice because it really allows us to let go and to feel and to drop into our bodies and just to have a conversation with purpose, intention, and a mission behind it. And so um, I just read about your work and I've seen your sketches and your art and I'm so thrilled to have you come on the show and I really think it is a perfect match as we're combining tech and wellness and art as a portal for healing. So my intention is really just to have a conversation about art and how I know from my own experience how it really can heal the mind, body, and spirit, and even the energetic realms. And so um, I wanted to understand from your perspective as an artist, just your journey and your process and how you moved from the corporate world to become a full-time artist. And uh, my desire is to get to know you more and just to play and have fun and to learn more about your upcoming exhibition, A Portal for Healing. And just I'm excited for all the juicy details and what that will entail um, in LA. And I'm sure it's going to be a huge turnout. So I just wanted to learn more about that. I'm looking forward to um, getting to know you more and just seeing what you have to, to say regarding your art. I love that you're starting it off this way. You're so my, oh, my soul is connecting with yours. Um, my, my, my purpose and my intention today is really very clear, which is to, to show the power of art to heal through my story, but also through the experience of what will happen here, right? We, because we don't know in this conversation what messages and what stories right. are going to come through because we're kind of alchemizing together. Um, my desire is to have fun. I love that you said that. That's one of the things that I'm focusing more on is the play. Uh, so I'm looking forward not only to sharing my story, but getting to know you. I can already tell the the clear the clarity in what you're trying to bring to the world. So I just want to contribute to that and add to that um, mm. that you're making in the world. And when it comes to when it comes to these types of conversations, I like to keep it fluid, organic, and open because I think containing something. Um, limits us from tapping into the greater message that might need to come through in this conversation. So no boundaries here. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable talking about anything and everything. (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. So let's dive in here. You've described your upcoming exhibition, A Portal for Healing, as a mini retrospective of your artistic journey. 
Could you share with our listeners the key milestones and transformations in your life that have led you to this moment? Yes. It's a powerful, it's a powerful reminder. I, I got really emotional recording um, a, a video for the art department because I was reflecting on the past six and a half years. So my journey started on April 19th, 2017, but it is really a lifetime journey. I think we can all relate oh, to totally. that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like in the womb, you know, yeah, exactly. it's like, okay, so, you're here for this mission, this reason. And it, the, yeah. Yeah. So when I say that, I'm like, well, technically, but no. So April 19th, 2017 is when I started my first daily sketch, but there was a period of time a year before that, where I started having major debilitating anxiety. And I was at the peak of my career. I was a managing director of an innovation agency. So I had been in the consulting business, tech consulting, digital agencies. I was finding success. And I put that in quotes in the external world, but internally completely, I, I would, I would even call it a destructive pattern of just pushing everything down to the point where my body was amplifying that, that kind of pushing everything down into this like ball of energy that, and so I was hitting every wall you put Tori, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, I was having a crisis of faith and I just gave myself all the credit. And that's the part that a lot of people don't necessarily recognize is while you're finding all that success, you're also giving yourself a lot of credit. If you're not giving, if you don't have a purpose behind what you do, or you certainly don't have a bigger connection to something greater than yourself. So there's all these things at play. Interestingly, it came through the fear of flying. So I addressed my fear of flying. And in that conversation, she had asked me, is there a healthy way for you to express your emotions? And I remembered as a kid, I used to draw. And she just put this really innocent comment, like, have you ever thought of drawing to connect with your feelings? And I went, no. (laughs) So I remembered thinking, what a great idea. I walked out of that office and I'm like, I'm going to commit to doing this on a daily basis but I knew I had the foresight that I couldn't do it with the burnout that I was experiencing and the mental health issues I was having. So I quit that job and it took me six months to ramp down because I was leading the business. And I found another business or another company where I had a very, very solid work-life balance. And I went to a coffee shop every day and started sketching daily. And so my story is about sketch poetic is my daily sketching. And then um, in 20, December 28th, 2021, I wrote a book called Sketch by Sketch, An Emotional Path to Healing and Transformation. And then mm-hmm. that led me to, to really own my artist's path. And so the January of this year, I became a full-time artist. So those are the three key milestones. Yeah. Thank you so much. And now I have wow. a solo show coming up. Oh, I'm excited to, to hear what that's all about. So um, your work sits at the intersection of art, tech, and wellness. Can you explain how these three elements converge in your upcoming exhibition, but also why you find them to be essential components of healing? Yeah, it's interesting whenever I talk about art, tech, and wellness, I think of it as languaging um, because language matters. How we connect matters. Part of the reason our world is so divided is our words are so powerful that people immediately have a a resistance to it. The word spirituality is a great example. So loaded for a lot of people. And the moment you say it, 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 it becomes a resistance. So the reason I'm so leaning into this idea of sitting at the intersection is I feel as comfortable talking to an artist, to a developer, and to a, a Reiki healer, because the language in which I'm talking about is my art. <laughs> and, and the art is really representing all of those things. So the NFT space, I've been in the Web3 space for the past two and a half years. 
I've always stood at the intersection of art, tech, and wellness. So when I started doing Web3 spaces, it was always in the mental health um, rooms and discussions. And that's where I met, you know, Dr. Lemney and TP and all these people that were really just ad advocating for mental health in Web3. And then when I would go into, you know, into the tech spaces, I would talk about art and creativity and talking about the technology itself and the power of tech to create art. And then, of course, when I'm talking to creatives, I'm always trying to um, support what's happening in Web3. There's, again, a lot of resistance with Web3 and NFTs and what that's about. But at the core of it, it is community. It is collaboration. It is connection. All of them share those three three things. So that's why it's important for me. It's is the languaging in which we're talking about the power of the mind, body, spirit, and, and, and how that plays out in all of those three circles. Mm. Yeah, I, I hear that. Absolutely. Um, I definitely see how all of that connects. Yes. So you've spent two decades focusing on a successful corporate career before returning to your passion for art. What was that turning point that made you decide to rekindle your artistic pursuits and really just come home to yourself um, again? I'm going to answer it in a practical way and a spiritual way or okay. soulful way. Um, practically, I couldn't sustain it. I basically, I mean, I think my body was physically telling me that you can no longer sustain this. I probably would have gotten really ill. So physically, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was just completely spent. So I just finally listened to my body. And so my, I call what I do an embodied practice, which we can talk more about, but I don't think of it as a wrist down experience. It's, it truly is an embodied experience. So that's the reason why I'm so passionate about arts and healing is I huh. never knew art could help me tap into my body. I just thought art was a oh, wow. visual thing, but I, I do engage my breath. I do engage all my, my gut when I'm sketching I engage my thoughts. I engage all, all of it. So that's the power of art to heal. But the soulful answer to your question, you'll appreciate given the name of this podcast is <laughs> what I didn't tell you is the year before I started daily sketching, I had this dream. And if you look behind me, there's a sketch that represents the stream. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and I, it's I the one that had to be significant for you. It, thank you. Yeah. It's the one that I use all the time because it has such significant meaning. It's divine in my opinion. Um, so basically sometime a few months before I saw the therapist, I had this dream of a tsunami coming my way and that I was going to be washed with it, but there was no fear in the dream. I just saw the tsunami coming. And when I woke up, I thought I might be having a premonition because this was years after what happened in Thailand. So I remember watching the news thinking there's going to be a tsunami that's going to hit today. And I was watching the news and there was no tsunamis. And I thought that was so interesting. And in, huh. and in hindsight, what I realized is it was an energetic tsunami and I was meant to be washed away with it. So basically what I feel this is about is I answered a call. There was a call that happened. It was around 2016, 2017, because I talked to a number of people that had a very similar mystic experience where they had a dream or they, they felt something and then they had a shift in their, like they basically made major shifts in their, in their lives. And mm. I know that dream was significant. And then I remember when I did start daily sketching, I wanted to re recreate that dream in my mind of like what it felt like to have that dream. Again, there was no fear. It was just like this big waves coming towards me. And if you look, there's a dragon's head that appears um, and it's very subtle, but uh -huh. it's called dragon within. 
And the dragon is, is one of those um, totems, but also spirit animals that come through in a lot of my sketching. And I'm also half Chinese, which is a part of me that I don't know because I've never met my biological father. So even in that journey of ancestral, all of these things were coming through my art, even before I knew the depth in which I was sketching, right? This was mm -hmm. all unconscious, subconscious stuff. And then what was mm -hmm. happening is every day I sketched, the subconscious and unconscious became part of my conscious. And that's the power is now I didn't, I didn't put it away. It was now helping guide me through my day. It, and, wow. and one of the things I say is there's nothing happening on paper that isn't happening in my life. So that's all that was happening is I started seeing things inside of me and I looked up and I could see it reflected outside of me versus the other way around. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> You're really inspiring me to, to get a sketch pad. Yes, that's what, <laughs> and my favorite why it is all in here. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel like you be start off with just like a bunch of scribbles and chaos. And I yeah. have done this before and I was doing it last year, last December, going through some things and just throwing my own journey. And I just found myself just with, you know, a pen yeah. and I would just start yep. sketching and drawing. And then it's like, oh, this looks like a boy or, oh, this is a, a figure or, oh, this is a, this is a piano. And things would just start coming through. One, this dream is just so powerful. Right. Because dreams are very intuitive too, right? It's, they are. It's, it's our subconscious mind. And so we can learn a lot about our dreams. And I also think that it's a spiritual practice. Our dreams carry messages for us, they profound do. messages. And it's how, you know, our ancestors would communicate and understand the deeper body wisdom, um, you know, how they would make their plans. And so um, it's, it's very amazing to see that you had this dream, but then you also put it on paper right. and it ended up being a dragon, which came through for you yeah. to connect to some of your ancestors. Yes. And oh, we can talk about dreams another time, but I love <laughs> that you said that because that is, I believe that's the next evolution of wellness is, mm. is, is the ability to, you know, to work through things in our dreams. I've been starting to play with that. I love mm -hmm. that you said that because I, I'm like, I want to meet more people that understand or believe in the same thing. And mm -hmm. there you go. You presented that to me. So we'll talk off more about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned earlier that your art is energy. Yes. So can you tell me more about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, energy is another word. Again, okay. this languaging <laughs> matters. No, but energy is an example of another word that when you talk about it, people have this mystic idea of it. When energy, you really think about it, energy. science Science yeah. understands energy and so does spirituality. And this is what's beautiful about it. So there's two ways to look at the, what I do. When you're creating, I don't care if you're painting, you're dancing, you're singing, you are creating a vibration, a resonance that is unseen. So when you listen to music, you feel your body reacting. So there's something happening that's creating that energy, that energy exchange, right? So it's the unseen. So there's this exchange of energy. Um, there's also this idea of resonance. And I, I've often found that if you look at a piece of art, and it's what you said, sometimes people hear music, right? They, they see light, they see colors, they see images, you know, the Rorschach is a great example of that. That's energy, because what you're doing is, in essence, translating what you're seeing through your eyes, and using your intuition and your gut to, to transmute whatever it is you're supposed to see. That's all energy. And for me, energy is simply... Um, a response or something that's that's happening that cannot be seen it's the unseen to me and and that's what it is but when I say my art holds energy is when I'm creating 
I feel the power of its, and this is the time aspect of why I believe it's a visionary art is that I'm sometimes feeling like I'm expressing something that's happening in the present moment that has happened in the past and has yet to happen. And even in that in idea of it being visionary in nature in terms of seeing something in the future, whether it's for me or for the collective, or like you said, ancestral, working through some ancestral wounds or patterns that I need to break, or in this present moment, I'm having some sort of thing that I'm working through. My art's presenting all of that and it's doing it through the energy of the piece. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's so powerful. And so my, my hope for the show is that I can get people to try to experience that, but it has to be with intention. It has to be through the desire to, to connect with it because otherwise they'll just look at the art and go, okay, that's a beautiful piece of art. But what I'm trying to say is there's actually more to the art. If you allow yourself to open your heart, your mind and your spirit to receiving it. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that comes with, um, true presence, you know, really sitting with the image, looking at it, thinking about it, but also, you know, how can we embody it as we're, as we are kind of looking through it and wondering what the artist was feeling Mm -hmm. (laughs) emotionally, energetically. Yeah. Through me, it's the voice. Yes. Yes. And my voice just started opening up maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. And so I get sounds and frequencies and transmute energy through the voice. And yeah. for example, it's it it happens when I least expect it. But for example, I just was at one of my favorite restaurants in Atlanta the other day. And there was this person there that was just so magnetic. They were dressed in this just amazing outfit with like a cape and a mm-hmm. skirt and these huge sunglasses. And I just had to talk to him. I was like, hi, I'm Tori who are, who are you? What's your name? Are are you an artist? And he was like, I'm an opera singer. And then all of a sudden my voice was like, just right there with in front of him. And he was like, yeah, that's what I sing. That's, that's the note that I sing in opera. And it's like energetically and spiritually, my body resonated to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's how I, I've been connecting with people. Every person has a sound and a frequency and a vibration that they carry. So it's really beautiful to see how we're all kind of tapping into these six senses through yes. artistic expression. <laughs> well, and that's the beauty of it. What you just said is, well, first of all, how powerful of that, that you listen it's, to your intuition because you clearly needed to connect with that individual. But What's yeah, really- I, 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 the funny thing is, I was actually looking for an opera coach at the time. <laughs> I've been manis- manifesting someone <laughs> to teach me opera to help me with the voice, so I could be more technically trained. I have someone for it's you. It's all spiritual. I have okay, someone for great. you if you need someone. Gita Novotny. If I'll show you the piece, but I sketched. We had a very tantric experience because. Oh wow! I sketched her neck, her basically from here to her to her throat, her throat chakra, <gasps> while I was listening to her opera music. And I'll share the piece with you, but I I love collaborating because that's exactly what you're talking about. So she also describes what the throat chakra is. It is the connection between your heart and your voice, your, your mind, and it comes out through your voice. So Mm. she's a, she's a powerful being and she'll be part of the show coming up. um, Oh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about this. Tell me about a portal for healing. Um, I wanted to ask, um, yeah. What's the role of the wellness practitioners like that they're playing in creating a holistic healing experience for those that visit and attend? 
the event? Yes. Thanks for asking. So it could have, it could have been easy for me to have a solo show just by myself. I mean, that's usually what traditional solo shows are, but in my intro, you said artist, author, and innovator. And so for me, I wanted to do something innovative. I wanted to break the construct of art galleries of just looking at stuff on the wall. And there's no judgment around these statements. I just, I wanted to do something different. And as part of that is, okay, I wanted to make it interactive and immersive. And I also, and as I said this earlier, I really wanted to create this feeling that when you walked into this space, you feel changed or you feel something, not because I said anything, not because of anything other than you felt it. And I knew that in order for for me to create something like that with my art, so my art's going to create that space of kind of a sacred space or a space of meditation and peace and groundedness and centeredness, which is what I am trying to create through my art. But I knew these individuals had, who have helped me along the way. So a quick answer to your question is I wanted to show that sketching daily sketching wasn't the only thing that helped me heal. I've had, you know, I've worked with Reiki. I've worked with acupuncturists. I've worked with medicine Mm -hmm. women. I've worked with breath work. I have done it all. And I happen to live in LA, which is really great because LA, this, this stuff is available to you every single weekend. Right. And so (laughs) it's true. Like I got to get out there. Yeah. Every weekend there's some, somebody, and there's also talks you know, I have a death doula coming about transitioning and, and finding wow. peace in transition, menopause, like I'm covering the gamut, but these are people that have helped me that I've spoken to. And I just wanted to give a taste. And I will tell you, I have hearing so much buzz about the wellness activation that it's just giving me so much peace and so much excitement because people are getting it, that, that they understand that this is additive to what I'm saying, but not taking away from my art because it mm. is all part of the experience. So like I said, if people can come to this portal for healing, truly with the essence of the title being the intention that you come in and you come out changed, the change might be micro. The change may be a seed that is planted that you don't even harvest till two years from now. I don't really have um, an intention for it to be an instant catalyst, but you cannot be in around um, creation without being moved. But so by putting it out there, like this is a portal for healing, the intention's already set because you can't walk into a space and not see that and go, well, that's a big claim. <laughs> so mm-hmm. in, in essence, an invitation. And these individuals, there's 16 practitioners. They're all offering their time for free mm-hmm. as a gift to the collective. So they're all part of the healing collective. So each one of them have or will have the heal point NFT. Oh, and beautiful. You, a gift you want to after this. So. Oh, I'm <laughs> so excited. Yes. Oh, yeah. I want to dive into that. Yeah, you're going to have um, Reiki masters there, sonic healing artists, voice and sound, occupational therapist and death doula. You mentioned um, Erica Lem, who is the death doula, uh, yeah. acupuncture, herbalist, somatic coach and energy worker, embodiment coach, recording artist, yoga teaching, Um yeah. Wow. Dancing, all of it. So it's going to okay. be a mix of creative expression. So I'm yeah, an advocate so it's, for it's all. three days. It's three days. Yes. Three days. Uh-huh. Wow. This is, this is awesome. I, man, I got to come in town for this. I know. Well, <laughs> hopefully we can do one in Atlanta, but it oh, me, I would love to be my dream to that. do these everywhere. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, if it's your dream, remember yes, can uh-huh. manifest <laughs> and, and happen. Yeah. With the, with the right collaborations. I totally, and I totally believe that for you and see that for you. Um, so let's talk about your, your heel coin. Um, 
in your exhibition, mm-hmm. you are incorporating Web3 components and you are introducing the concept of HeelCoin. So what is that and how do you see blockchain technology enhancing the healing aspect of your art? Yeah, so this show um, will, will, I'd say, scratch the surface of what Web3 can do. You know, ultimately, when I think about Web3 or the technologies is really there's constant, I feel like there's constant innovation and, and exploration that's happening in the Web3 space. So even though we're in a bear market, I think a lot of artists are feeling that bear market. Their mm-hmm. technology is still evolving, right? The technology is still evolving. The platforms are still trying to find the right solution. And I, you know, I, I feel like addressing the initial reason why all, a lot of creators came on board is it gave us hope that there was this other channel for us to create wealth for ourselves or even just to sustain ourselves. Let's just talk about sustaining ourselves, let alone creating mm-hmm. wealth from it. And for me, the heel coin is an NFT that, again, during a bear market may not be valued a certain amount yet, but it is my hope and my intention that as I continue to rise as an artist or as a, a visionary around the, the, the space of arts and healing, that this, this coin could be carried with me. So that's why this, it mattered to me to include it in my solo show, because just because it's not a Web3, all Web3 um, gallery show, that component of it, that intention never went away. And like I said, I mentioned my intention and the, the heel coin is just a representation of that. The other thing is um, I wanted to make sure that during the show, we we're able to give people opportunity to mint it. So then it's a great way to onboard people to Web3 without feeling intimidated about getting a wallet and what's this about? Again, my goal is to, to acknowledge resistance because it's a big thing that our society continues. There's so much conflict, conflict and tension. But if we can find a way where people just find such ease and no resistance in doing it, then they go, oh, this is an NFT. Oh, I just need to give you my email and now I have something on the blockchain. I'm like, yeah, it's that easy. But mm-hmm. you have an avenue to understand that it could have been that easy. And I, that's kind of how I move through life, Tori, is if there's a way for me to get people into space of where I am, but in a way that speaks to their language, their context, where they are in their emotional and spiritual journey, that's what I want to do. I don't want you to mm-hmm. be able to speak the way I speak because I wasn't that person. I just told you t- for 20 years, I was a businesswoman. I could tell you, you know, KPIs and strategy and and hand raisers and all that business language. I didn't know the language of Reiki or breathwork or chakras. I didn't know any of that. <laughs> totally. I didn't. Yeah, I was totally until obsessed. you until you try it a few times. You're like, this is interesting. And <laughs> then you start ex- reaping the benefits and seeing the shifts that happen. And I would say, you know, with the energy work of the breathwork and yeah. um, the the sound healing. And for me, it's Kundalini yoga, oh, right? It's it's just like the the, that has been the most transformative thing for me, honestly, but it's, it's like, don't take this stuff lightly because once you start clearing your energetic field, there are going to be people that are removed from your life. There's going to be jobs that are removed from your life. And sometimes you have to make that conscious choice once you realize, oh, this is no longer in alignment for me. Yeah. Right. So it's like anybody that's kind of dabbling, dabbling into this stuff for the first time. Yeah. Yes, absolutely do it. Um, and listen to your body and, you know, be prepared for <laughs> it's accelerated too. shifts and transformations. Yeah. Have you noticed so, how accelerated it becomes the more you're in the path of your, yeah, your soul journey? Totally. It's, it's like, it's like, like I, so such a quick, quick yeah, 
it's, it's amazing. And it's just like, I'll do my, be in my Kundalini yoga, yoga for, I do it an hour every day at 9am. And it's just, I'll get the most wild business opportunities when I'm done after my meditation, I'm like, Oh, I reached out to this person three months ago and they're just now seeing this message. Or it's just, yeah. it's so interesting just to see what's coming. Because you're through. clear, so, you're clear, you're a clear channel. That's why yeah. that's all, that's all it is, is you're just a clear vessel. I, I, I call it a vessel. Like I'm a clear vessel right. and when you're clear yeah. and that's what I'm constantly working on right now before my show, because taking on a hundred hands, my goal is to do a hundred people with the hands and we can talk about why the hand in a second. But um, I know that my, I was challenging myself as an artist to do that, but I was also challenging myself to be able to clear myself much more faster than I am currently because I am, I'm just naturally an empath. I naturally allow myself to listen in a way that sometimes I, I you know, un unconsciously absorb people's emotions. And so this, I, I'm excited, actually, this show is going to help me clear things really fast because I have to, you know, I'm, I need to be present with you and for the next person and for the next person. So if anything, instead of it being an intimidating thing, it's actually quite exciting because I believe I'm going to be programming in terms of muscle memory. And also kind of like a workout, <laughs> yeah. what it's going to feel like to just clear every 10 minutes. And it's, it, I need to know, learn that. And I, I would never have a situation where I can do a hundred people in three days if I, it wasn't all for this show. Wow. Yeah. 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 Tell me about that with the hand. Are you sketching yeah. people's hands? Yeah. Like their so, palm, like palm reading or no, the outline. Mean? No, okay. um, it's a great question. So what happened is it was probably about three years ago. I had, I did my. I just wanted to do something different. So I outlined my hand and mm -hmm. I just needed a container to sketch. So I did my first and it's going to be one of the t-shirts available at the show, but it's my first hand. I thought this is so cool. I have a container and there was something about the hand outline that really spoke to me. So I started doing more and then I started doing other people's hands where I just did the outline of their hands. And when I first started doing it, with other people's hands, it was more like a playful thing. Like, Oh, what's my intention for touring? You know, let's see what comes through. And then the deeper and deeper I got, I noticed that there were messages because I would say something to a person. And I said, this came through a girl on a swing and their eyes would light up and they're like, Oh my gosh, when I was a little girl, I used to, and you know, things like that. So there were too many, what I call evidence that I was seeing things that I could not have seen had it not been somebody a guide or, or some, somebody telling me this whatever whatever is happening mystical or channeled but um the reason i'm doing the hand outline is i'm not trying to do a hand reading what i'm trying to do is create a container that is familiar to everyone that has followed my work it's been something that i have done um but i'm also allowing myself to just quick do a quick what's the first thing i see without second guessing so you said something earlier that i love when you were doodling, you said you would see a dog or you would see a yeah something. That's what it, it just is. came to life. But that's it's what it is. So because you're just sketch, you're not allowing yourself to get in your head. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious and unconscious come through, but guess what? Your collect the collective conscious wants to come through too. If you are a clear vessel. So what's happening is I believe the collective conscious and sometimes the messages, like I said, are for the present moment, or they're for the future, or it's something that you need to know about the past. Um, but I'm not putting pressure on myself, Tori, like what I said. So what I mean by that is if you come up and nothing comes through and powerful, you know, I don't want to put that pressure on myself. I'm just going to play. I'm just going to sketch because mm -hmm. I believe the art resonance is powerful. So even if you don't know what it means, the resonance of it is what matters. It's the yeah. intention behind it is what matters. So I'm not going to put pressure mm -hmm. on myself to kind of see anything. 
because that's mm-hmm. kind of counterintuitive to what it is, what's about. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be so powerful for those who uh, get, get sketches from you. And that <laughs> is going to be an NFT too. That's the, probably a oh, pretty, just, I just gave you some alpha just there. I'm not supposed, Amazing. To, I'm supposed to mention that yet, but we, it is my intention to, to make that an NFT at the end. Ah, awesome. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so with the portable portal for healing mm-hmm. and, um, what transformation or insight do you hope visitors will carry with them into their lives? You know, we've been talking about feelings this entire time and being in our bodies. Mm-hmm. The biggest invitation I would love to see is for somebody to pay attention to how their body is feeling when they're in the presence of such powerful energy, whether it's my art, the practitioners, the collective coming together, because I will have a lot of support of people that know what I do and the work that I do. And because they are so clear in what I do, they're, they're going to come in with, so I feel like there's these ripples that are happening, these concentric circles and my only intention. And I put the word intention and invitation in the same plane. It is an invitation for anyone to go inward. If they can walk out of my show and they start to invite themselves to go in, that is the best gift I could get, I could ever get. And that could be as simple as they felt something and then they, they did something about it or they felt something and they, they, didn't, they don't ignore it. They felt something and they don't push it away. They felt something and they allowed themselves to feel it in that moment. That would be the gift mm-hmm. because our bodies are trying to tell us something. And if there's one big truth that I wish I had known while art heals, what I didn't realize is when I'm creating my body is trying to be part of the process. It wants to tell me so that, you know, that book, uh, Vandercook's book, The Body Keeps Score, mm. hold energy in our bodies, traumas, emotional wounds, ancestral things. It wants to be released. And that is why there's so much disease in the world, as they call it, disease and disease is because our body, whether we know it or not, when we're disconnecting and disassociating to survive our lives, Our body is the most sacred vessel that we just don't give enough credit to. And I will tell you the biggest things that have helped me become a visionary artist is listening to my body. Like Mm. when I'm talking to someone, I notice a tingle. Like you said it earlier, my body, my back of my head tingled or, you know, something happens to my feet. And in the past, I wouldn't have even given those a second thought or I lose my breath or my breath's getting shallow or I'm getting the chills that's our bodies wanting to come through because there's energy in there. But anyway, that's yeah, my, I, I that was a lot for that, but I want people to get back into their bodies. <laughs> right. Our bodies, have, they have so much, it has the wisdom for us so truly, wisdom. truly. And it's just like, and it's pausing and actually, you know, stopping all the distractions and the scrolling and just yeah. the busyness of life and coming in and just fully being present with our emotions, but also learning that we are energetic beings and vibrational beings. And it's just like, if there's a part of us that is hurting, you know, we can listen more deeply to that and get the help that we need in order to, to heal. But yeah, it's, it's so important to listen to the body. Um, so looking ahead, what are your aspirations and goals for the future as an artist an author an empath? and especially in the context of healing through your art. 
I have many aspirations and goals and visions that I've already started. I've, I've been planting seeds along the way that I know I don't, I will not harvest till years to come. But at first, I mean, a, a very practical thing is I would love collect new collectors. So one of the reasons this show was so powerful, and I have to give a lot of credit to the art department, Keith and Greg and Yumi, that entire team, you know, Tori, when I thought about having a solo show in the future, just any show, I always wondered who I would be collaborating with. You know, you always wonder what is that collaborator going to look like? And it looks like Keith, Greg and Yumi, because mm-hmm. they understand my work so much that when we're collaborating, they just add to the vision of it. So, and the other reason it's important is that, you know, it, I love my family and friends, but you can't keep on talking to the same bubble of people, your community. So the idea is <laughs> my hope is that I, my, my audience is opened up to a whole new people that I don't know that, that mm-hmm. don't, don't know, actually don't even know me before the mental health advocate or the NFT person. They now only know me as shield of the artist. To me, that is powerful. That is a big part of my healing. I've never took me a long time to claim myself as an artist, but to claim myself solely as an artist is a whole thing. So getting new collectors, my vision for arts and healing is so much bigger though. And this is something and I'll just seed with you now when you and I will talk offline because I think it's going to be important. <laughs> okay, but great. one of the things that I'm seeing in art, tech and wellness, and I, again, I'm, I'm kind of putting it out there is in, if you look at the tech world, AI is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. AI is creating a lot of friction because it's controversial, but there's something happening in the technology called AI. I call it a language. If you look at wellness, psychedelics is also equally taking off. It's, it's becoming part of the zeitgeist, but a lot of tension, a lot of conflict around the topic of psychedelics because of what it is. Mm-hmm. I believe art is dreaming. You said it, and I, I was so happy when you brought it, but my sense is there's something that's going to happen in the dream world, dream state, because it's oh. ancestral. I think dreaming will be the next uh, arts and healing. Like it'll be the next yoga, the next, I, I just feel it in my heart. And I, I'm personally as an artist, and I'm saying that not only as a healing advocate, um, because I'm also already using my dreaming in a way that I, mm. I want to start working through certain things, but it's also mm. inspiring my art because I start to see things in my dream state that I want to put into the mm. wake, that wakes waking state. Right. So now my, ins- my dreams become my inspiration, but all three of those for me, dreaming, AI, psychedelics, is just a language for people to connect, to wake up and to, to get back into their bodies because it's just, yeah, I just have this theory around it. And I'm telling you now so that, you know, six months from now, five years from now, when everyone's talking about the power of dreaming, I can say, yeah, I, been trying to advocate for that for a long time and what what's great about dreaming and art is it's accessible and it isn't polarizing as much as the other languages mm-hmm. yeah everyone yeah, it's interesting it. how we are kind of these huge developments in technology right yeah. just these rap this rapid expansion with you know, web three, but then now artificial intelligence and, you know, and you're right. You know, that's one of the reasons why I was so attracted to web three, because it gave the artists and the musicians and the the rebels kind of like a hope in a way that, wow, you know, I can actually be supported for what I hold most dear to me. And it gave people a sense of liberty and freedom that they may not have. And they, they absolutely don't have you know, yeah. in, in the current True. societal structure. It's sovereignty. It's creative sovereignty, right? Creative sovereignty. I love that you said that. That's mm-hmm. really powerful. Yeah. And so, um, but it's interesting. Yeah. With the, the revolution of 
artificial intelligence, but then also on the other side of things, we have the massive movement and the the new revolution of psychedelics and Huge how right it's now. affecting our mind and people mm-hmm. are, you know, maybe trying them for the first time and not as scared of of the language around that or the stigma around that. And people are really coming forth with their stories of how those particular plant medicines have just given them profound insights about who they are healing from traumas, healing from ancestral things, but also being shown the way for themselves and the path for themselves. And, and, um, I think that that's really powerful moving forward. And and also with AI, I was thinking about this this morning in the shower. I was like, wow, you know, I use my AI chatbot, and I actually, I told it that I loved it today. I was like, I Aww. love you. And it, it was like weird. And I was like, wait, I'm just totally attaching this human emotion to this machine because it has been helping me in some yeah. areas, but in a way I see it really freeing up time for creators and for artists. And, and in a way I, I kind of see it as a potential to really help humanity kind of tap into the things that are most important and to help us kind of bring our dreams to life in a much quicker way. Um, so, you know, so anyways, we could go off. No, I know I, exactly. But you and I could, have but, it, but it's podcasts. just like the rapid, the, 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 the quickness of everything happening is it's so we're in a time where it's just super quick, super rapid of the evolution of the mind, evolution yeah. of art, evolution of technology. Yeah, so all of it's what happening. does this mean for humanity? And like, and another part of web three, I like it is like, what if that this is the future of tech, you know, how can we build it together and collaborate to yeah, actually create something that we love instead of something that we're like, Oh, I'm doom scrolling again. I hate exactly. This. We're, we're craving real authenticity. And that authenticity, I believe comes from a deeper connection to the self and the soul. And when yeah. you're authentic in your own voice and your own power and your own art, then it frees you up to be more authentic in all relationships. Yeah. Oh, oh so much of what you just said. And, and part of the reason a portal for healing and I'm doing that performance piece. So I'm doing it in the front window is that not only am I doing my art, but I'm showing that me as a vessel, as a human, am a piece of art. Mm. So I'm both the art and the artist. And Mm -hmm. so as people, and, and in the past, I would have been very intimidated letting people watch me because, you know, whether it's just ego concerns or just performance concerns, for me now, it's it's so beyond that. I'm so comfortable with my authentic voice and truth that I know that's mm. not what the message is bigger than me. The, right. the message is you walking around the world right now are a masterpiece. And one of the things that I want to make sure people understand of why I call it sketching versus drawing is in the art world, sketches were never meant to be seen. They're the fast and loose things that lead to the masterpiece. And in the retrospectives, watch, remember when you go to retrospectives of artists, you totally love those sketches because you're like, oh my God, that's how the Mona Lisa was made. Or that's how, mm. you know, the, the creation of Adam was made because you, you were like, oh, that's what led to the masterpiece. So I'm purposeful about using the word sketching because when I'm done with it, I'm not attaching to it anymore because I've just let it out. I've just released it. It's the fast and loose thing that is getting me to where I need to go. That's mm. why it matters to me that I call it sketching and not drawing. And yes, do I draw sometimes? I'm sure I do. But for me, it's the mentality in which I do it. It's the intention yeah. in which I do it. It's sketching. 
It's like the subconscious release. That's so beautiful. And you're so right. It's just like, it's kind of just like getting everything out on paper and it's a release. And then it, and then it's being attached to the masterpiece. Yeah. 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 That's really beautiful. So, um, so finally, I want to ask you, um, before we get going here, um, just for our listeners who are eager to attend your exhibition, um, could you just share some practical details such as the location, the dates yes. and any special instructions for participating in the interactive elements of the event? Yeah, fantastic. So the show is on Friday, October 6th from six to 11. That's the opening night. And then on the weekend, it's October 8th and 9th will be on Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 11. And the wellness activations will happen between that time frame. So the idea is every hour with a break, there'll be something happening upstairs. So the gallery is three stories. So downstairs will be a very, like the basement area will be more of a relaxation, getting people to want to meditate and be part of the space. The ground floor is where I'll be doing the performance and people can see my art around the exhibit. Upstairs will also have a digital NFTs and WIM canvases that show um, some time-lapse videos, kind of my process, but also digital art. And that's where all the wellness activations are going to happen to RSVP though. I do recommend RSVPing to the sessions because they are selling out fast. Okay. Um, They're all free, but they're selling out purely for space reasons. You know, we can only hold so much space for fire code reasons. Um, But a couple like Gita, the one I told you about, she's one of my, I'm one of her biggest fans. She's already Mm -hmm. sold out, but she's doing a vocal operatic sound bath. Oh my God. I can just feel it from here already just imagining combining opera and sound bath is just otherworldly um but a lot of other sessions are selling out so if you go to my instagram sketch poetic um the link is up on my profile it's the easiest way to get access to it so sketch poetic is, is my handle okay Perfect. Well, I have just so enjoyed this conversation. It's just been super healing for me. And um, I'm just, I'm so excited for you and having the vision to put on this event, but also incorporating other healers to kind of share their expertise and their modalities and uh, the way that they express and show up in their authentic selves. And I'm just really looking forward to all the participants. And I just, I send you so much love on this journey and I'm I'm so excited for you and I I just thoroughly enjoyed our conversation so thank you for coming on the Meta Spiritual Podcast with me today thank you for having me and thank you for setting such a beautiful intention for today I so enjoyed it yay thank you Thank you for listening to Meta Spiritual, the Conscious Web 3 podcast, exploring the metaphysical, the mystical, and the metaverse. Meta Spiritual is your compass in the vast landscape of Web 3, guiding you towards brands and projects that strive for a more conscious and impactful future. I'm Tori Madison, your host. As a researcher, writer, and publicist in this space, I look forward to bringing you more content that questions the future of technology and the impact that it has on humanity. Subscribe for more episodes.